0: You're listening to Podcateers.
1: Welcome to the Podcateers podcast episode 213. This week we celebrate Disneyland's 63rd birthday by doing our best to sing happy birthday to the park that we love. And I think we got a solid B. Minus maybe. I mean you be the judge. We talk about The Incredibles 2 earning Disney yet another record at the box office. We address a rumor that started several months ago about the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom receiving a Coco overlay, and then we just kinda workshop the idea. Plus, we talk about the closing of Disney Toon Studios, the impact that it had, and we try to make sense of why the closure happened. Before we jump into the episode, I wanna send a quick shout out and big thank you to the FGP squad for their support in making this episode possible. Who is the FGP squad? Well, they are our podcast fairy godparents who help us out with a contribution via Patreon. If you would like more information on becoming a fairy godparent, you can head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP. Also, the chalk walk is rapidly approaching. We're trying to raise money to help the Children's Hospital of Orange County, and we have a very ambitious goal to raise $5,000, but we need your help. Links to our personal fundraising pages will be available in the blog post for this episode over at podcasterscom slash 213. And if you could spare even $1, that makes a tremendous difference in helping us reach our goal. Thank you to everyone that has already donated and uh, thank you in advance to all of you that will also donate. Also, if you didn't get a chance to attend, you can check out the parade to celebrate Disneyland's 63rd birthday on our YouTube channel or in the blog post for this episode. Again, podcateers.com slash 213. And that's it. It is time to jump into this podcast. Here is episode 213 of Podcateers.
2: And by Tuesday, we mean Disney- Disneyland's birthday.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I oh, yeah. Forgetting. 63. That
3: just up yeah. 63. We should do a remix instead of Kiki. It could be Mickey, do you love me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's a churro. Wow. Uh, that's like my favorite part of that. Here's a
4: churro.
3: <laughs> oh man.
4: Uh, amazing. Ooh, Disneyland's 63rd birthday, guys. Yeah, are they doing anything? Like I know sometimes they give out like buttons and do little things for the smaller birthdays. Do we know if they're doing anything special this week? I'm sure they will. I mean, normally they'll
1: have cast members out with the big styrofoam or foam core signs and stuff. To take a picture with.
3: Sign mm-hmm. spinners. I was I was uh, there.
1: Ops. The the main street sign spinners. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: They'll have the characters out. I'm sure they'll have daytime fireworks to celebrate as everyone sings along, which is a lot of fun. Daytime fireworks?
5: Yes.
2: Yes. Over Main Street.
4: Is this where? Like what time of day? Go ahead.
2: Mm, It's to be. I want to say like around two. Actually, no. Excuse me. Hmm. I actually read that there's going to be two. They're going to have it twice. I don't know if it's going to be the fireworks, but they're going to be. I guess singing um, "Happy Birthday." Or actually, uh, what is it? It's not "Happy Birthday." Happy
0: anniversary. No, no I they, thought they, they sing, sing like, "Happy they Birthday." They sing "Happy Birthday." It's in Town Square. They have no, all I, the characters well, lined up on
1: the yeah. railroad station. But
5: they
3: have um, this year they'll have sixty three characters, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh
1: wow! Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice little celebration. I I think usually when they go all out for the for the decade celebrations is always when they bring out the big guns, right? And they have all the right. special yeah. merchandise and all that other stuff. But it's always cool to go and celebrate and hear Walt's speech on Disneyland's birthday. Mm-hmm. I wish I was able to go. I'm going to be working.
4: So do you think they're going to do something slightly bigger for the 65th? Or do you think the next big one will be the 70th? Maybe the s-
3: 75th? No. I thought 75th.
4: Or the 70 yeah, 75th yeah. I think
1: will be the next one. Okay,
4: okay. That makes sense.
1: Funny,
3: seems like we just celebrated the 60th anniversary last year.
4: Right? (laughs) We did, right? Didn't it last for two years? Three seasons. (laughs) Ish, yeah. About three. Two and a half. In Disney years, I guess. (laughs) So on a pragmatic level, is that going to be the best day to go to California Adventure? Is Disneyland's birthday? Because everybody's going to be over there.
0: It's yeah, a good probably. thought. Sweet. That's where
4: I might be. <laughs> I mean that that
1: Incredicoaster standby line is going to be what 6 minutes. Oh nice. Right. <laughs> I forgot a zero. <laughs> don't
4: quote me on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hazen said,
4: "Both times I've gone, both times I've gone since it opened, that line has been pretty manageable. It really hasn't been out of control any day that I've been there." which is kind of cool. Have you gone through the entire queue
1: or have you gone through the compressed queue? Uh I, I guess I don't know what you mean by compressed. I've gone through. Yeah. Oh. You could have yeah, just said fast I, pass. Both. I guess I could have, but you know,
4: it's nice to confuse
1: Gavin every so often. <laughs> yeah, I
4: thought. Wait, what do they do to the queue to
0: compress it? Uh, well,
1: That's they weird. take both sides and then they squash it really hard. <laughs> it's a
3: superpower. That
0: sounds painful. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's one it. of Jack
3: Jack's superpowers, it. right?
4: It's the the, the guy from uh, Incredibles two. What's the yeah. name? Crusher. You want me to uncrush? <laughs> Crushes it. <laughs> <laughs> if someone says unpunch, what do you do <laughs> uh, that's probably my favorite line from the whole movie uh,
1: yeah when you were in line for the Incredicoaster I've only gone through the fast pass line as well but when you went okay. through the full the queue line. did you happen to see any interactive elements to it that might uh, eventually coincide with the play app
4: you know I wasn't really on the lookout but I didn't notice anything no Really, the only thing that I noticed were all of the um, they have kind of like a little billboard for each of the characters in the family uh, that kind of explains who they are and what they do, like what their powers are, what they're known for. I didn't really notice much of anything else. That was the one thing about the Incredicoaster that I was slightly disappointed by is that I thought they were going to enclose the, the end of the queue where the, the loading section is. And I thought we were going to be able to go into their, like, Incredibles 2 house. Okay. And it would be, you know, more like that. I mean, I thought it was really cool. I like the design work and, and the look and the new colors. And you, get, you feel like you're in an Incredibles area for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'll have to keep an eye out to see if there's anything for the Play app uh, potentially there. Uh, this week will be the first time I actually get to play with the play app because the last two times I went, I had forgotten to download the app. <laughs> Way to go. Gavin! We, we tried it that one I know, day. We all I went, know.
3: Or get that Gavin met up with us. Yeah. We were just trying to do the. Yeah. Trivial. And
4: I, I got to see a bunch of people playing it in the, um, Peter Pan queue. And I know that Melissa got to check that out as well. I um, so I know that there's some really cool, neat stuff that I've seen, and it got me excited. So I came right home and downloaded it. <laughs> and I can't wait to try it and play with it. Melissa, what were some of the interactive elements that you saw in the Peter Pan queue?
2: Well, I didn't get to play the game, but I did notice a few things that are on the queue. The game, unfortunately, you need two to five players.
1: Oh. So I was
2: like really bummed I couldn't play, but I noticed a few things in the queue, and I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? I know those glasses, you know, that wasn't there before. So it's really cool, and now that I think back at it, I wasn't really paying attention, but people were playing in the queue, and they were getting all excited. The coolest thing out of everything is, if you have your Bluetooth on, which is really, really critical, and you're through the attraction, once you get off, and the moment you, you know, those gates that you close behind you?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: You get your badge. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's a cute little yeah. badge of Peter Pan flying. It's really adorable. But I was really surprised at how fast you were able to get it. It was instant.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. It's, it's sad that you need that amount of players to actually play the game. I guess it does force yeah. you to interact with other people in the queue. But... I'm wondering mm-hmm. at this point how many people are going to try to Pokemon Go this thing and carry a clipboard with six devices to pretend that there are six players playing <laughs> oh <my laughs> gosh. just to try to get all the badges uh, on all of hilarious. the attractions.
2: You know what I wish would happen is that if you were to be logged in and you saw other people logged in and you were interacting with other people playing, like other guests, that mm-hmm. would have been awesome.
4: Yeah, that would be cool. Now have you have you tried it multiple times? like what happens when you go back through Peter Pan? Do you get like additional badges or like more points or something? How does <laughs> you get that a here again
3: it question mark.
2: <laughs> you right. again once you unlock the badge itself, it's there and you have it in your collection but I don't know what happens after I mean it'd be nice. Hmm. But I'd have to do it like before midnight because the line is so crazy long all the time. Well, there you go,
1: guys. Once you unlock it, you never have to ride
4: Peter Pan again.
1: Right. Oh, cool.
4: (laughs) Maybe that'll shorten the line. Not. I did Peter Pan at Rope Drop uh, earlier this past week. Uh, I've, I've done it once before and I thought, let me try it again. And... Oh, my gosh. If you ever want the magic of Disneyland ruined for you, try to do Peter Pan at Rope Drop because people turn into animals.
2: Yes. I mean,
4: absolute animals trying to get into that line as if their life depended on it. I mean, I saw families like... split apart like the dad and one kid like jumped in and like hopped over ropes and got all the way up there and the mom and another kid are like separated and they can't get up there and they don't care they're just going and oh my gosh it was (laughs) insanity wow and it still took a half an hour for me to get on the ride i was i was i was like at the rope and because i obeyed the rules and didn't run i still had a half an hour wait on peter that'll learn you (laughs) <laughs> I guess. I it's nuts. I don't understand why people are willing to stand in that because line. Cuz it's so that much. good. It is it is it though? It, it's I mean, one is of it my Is it that favorites. much better than Alice in Wonderland? I mean, it's good, but I just You
3: could touch the stars, <sighs> Gavin. You could touch the stars. No, there. I
4: tried. They told me to get back in
1: the in the pirate ship.
4: <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, I I agree. I I love the attraction. I think they did a great job. Um with some of the plusing they did. I just don't think it's good enough to wait in that line more often than like twice a year. What? Twice yeah. a year? I, I, Ooh. Nah. Those are some unless, fighting like, words. Unless like a group wants to get in. You also have to understand that nine times out of ten, when I'm there, I'm there by myself. And so standing in queues by yourself isn't always the most fun. Right. And so it's different if I'm hanging out with you guys and it's like a group and we want to get in line because, you know, we can chat about stuff. We can observe things together. We can play Disney play together, you know, all this stuff. But when you're on your own, it's kind of it's yeah, it's a little daunting to get into a 35, 45 minute line by yourself. So Gavin looks at the line for Peter Pan and he's like
1: oh, single writer and instantly it's like, wah 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 wah
4: wah. <laughs> totally. And yeah, and then
3: the lines, the queue for all the dark rides, they're so small. I was like, um, this isn't 1955, yes. guys. Americans are bigger now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like go <Right>. sideways. <laughs> That's what bugs me the most about those queues because I if I have to stand in any line by choice, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not there with the kids or something, mm-hmm. They normally want to ride everything, but Peter Pan might be the one attraction that I'm willing to stand in line for in Fantasyland, but they are so narrow. Like, yeah. usually you got a mm-hmm. backpack on or something, you're swiping people left and right as you're going through there. And, <laughs> and
3: then kids are like, sitting on the rails. And...
1: Yes, they're like hanging off of it <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're knocking them with your backpack. Or it's... Yeah, it's it's a debacle.
3: I feel like you're trying to rob a bank when you walk in between the queue. You're like, don't touch the rails. Don't. It's like operation. Ow. Mm-hmm.
4: The rails is lava. It's like a laser grid and a vault.
3: Seriously. Let's put some uh, baby powder so you can see where the lasers are. Oh. Don't touch it. Don't touch it.
1: That's funny. Uh, that's hilarious. You know what? If we're going to start doing it that way, they need to bring Kim Possible and Ron Stoppable <laughs> over to Disneyland. Uh, They're at Epcot. I, nice. Sorry. I, I know. But now they need to come over here so we can start doing that type of adventure here. Unless we get
4: Gravity Falls to ourselves, then I'm all for it. There you go. There you go. Bring Dipper yeah. and Mabel to the party. Cool. Oh, man. If they could bring Grunkle Stan, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Forget about it. All of you would more. look forget awesome. About it. Imagine how many people would be carrying around waddles. Oh, (laughs) everybody wants a little potbelly pig. Oh, totally. They could sell a whole line of Mabel's
1: sweaters. Everybody would buy that. Yeah, I'm sure that the rainbow sweater would be the most popular one, though. Yeah, of
4: course. And the little snapback um, hat
3: is uh,
1: Pines' hat that Dipper
4: wears. You see that a lot.
1: I need to get me one of those, but without the snapback. Oh yeah. I'm not a big fan of like the snapback trucker hat style.
4: I don't don't know if I've seen one that's... No, I'd have to have one custom-made. I'd have
1: to have a fitted one made.
4: That's the thing. I I, I wish that they had more of a presence of the popular television properties, but they've never really pushed that. They've never really maintained merchandising or even you know, sale for home viewing for their television shows. And it's crazy to me because they have some seriously popular properties you know, like that whole Disney afternoon era and things like Kim Possible, things like Gravity Falls. It's insane to me that they don't have a strong presence in the parks and really in the Disney universe where fans can consume them, uh, like on a merchandise level. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, to me.
3: we're starting to bring back the afternoon ones. Like you see yeah, Darkwing Duck, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers. Ducktales, but primarily all, but it's like all women's a clothing, yeah. Line though. Yeah. So lucky for Melissa and <laughs> AJ.
2: <laughs> it's only taken like what twenty years. I know, right?
0: Progress. Yeah. Mm.
3: yeah, but that does suck, Gavin. You, you don't even see Phineas and Ferb anymore at DCA. I like that little show that they had.
4: It hurts, man. Do you, do you guys back to Peter Pan for a second? Do you guys foresee a future where they might? Uh, claim that heraldry shop as queue space for Peter Pan and like expand the queue so that it's
2: yes a little more
4: extensive and they could do some more theming and provide some more shade for that long queue.
2: Yes. Cuz I could if they I could
4: did, see them doing that.
3: If they did, I would love to see it like Walt Disney World's
4: what's theirs? Interactive
3: where you could see um you see Peter Pan's shadow.
4: Ooh.
0: And the nursery.
4: That's cool. And see, maybe then they could make room for a fast pass line for Peter Pan here, which they desperately need.
3: But don't you think that'll make the wait times like uh I don't care a lot I'm higher than fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> Max pass,
1: Gavin. Yeah, Max pass. Max for pass. You.
2: <laughs> Same thing.
1: We could also turn it into the magic shop again.
4: <laughs> ah, that's true. That would be cool.
1: I mean, that would be nice. It's in Fantasyland. Why not? Do
4: they need two magic shops, though?
2: I was going to say.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Look, having the magic shop back in Fantasyland is pretty historic, considering some big names got their start there. That's true. That's true. True. I mean, where would we be without Steve Martin today if he had not started in the magic shop in Fantasyland?
4: Right. We might not have the jerk, and that would be okay. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but no three amigos.
4: Yes, that Yeah, no three amigos. That would be sad to lose that. And Father
1: Which, of the brand. Then you wouldn't have yep. the Donald version, the three right. caballeros. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It it all happens for a reason, Gavin. Yeah, that's true. So maybe true. we do need the magic
4: shop there. Okay. Again. Or, or a third Mad Hatter.
1: Or a third. <laughs> we, got right, <laughs> we got enough of those. Right next to each other. We got enough of those. I don't yeah. think they would reclaim it for Q area. It would be smart though, because a lot of people. I mean, it's empty right now, right? After the heraldy shop closed, they haven't really done anything with that space, right? No, it's they, they um, had it as a holiday stuff. It's a shop. holiday shop, like an yeah. ornament, it's like yeah, like ornaments and
4: stuff. Now, but uh-huh. is it seasonal or is it open all the time? I don't think round? it's open for all park hours because I feel like I walk by a lot of times and it's closed, but and then yeah. later in the day it's open. Like I don't that's think why it opens. I thought it was only open the whole park operating day. Uh, see, that's why I thought it was only open
1: for like seasonal times because Mm-mm. the times that I've passed by, I've never seen the place open.
4: Yeah, no, it's, it's open.
1: Well, if they're going to have a place to sell their holiday wares, that might be a reason for them to keep it as a shopee. <laughs> I'm
2: sure that's shoppie. not how you pronounce it, but all right. I'm pretty sure
1: it
4: is. <laughs>
2: well, I don't say shoppy.
1: Well,
4: <laughs> <laughs> well then you're saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to throw it out there, so to kind of continue the topic of... Them maybe changing or reclaiming or remaking areas. Have you guys heard this rumor that um, has been kind of going around about a possible overlay for the Haunted Mansion attraction in Disney World? Read something about it, but yeah, I have not. So the rumor is apparently Coco, which is really strange to me. I think mm. there's some potential there, but. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's the type of thing that they could pull off in an overlay. Now, until I saw the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay here, I wasn't sure about that either. Um, Mm. And, you know, over the years, it's kind of grown on me. But I don't know. I think that the idea of doing an overlay in Disney World has merit because they don't have any overlays. Like, we have kind of cornered the market on overlays here in California, right? With Space right. Mountain and um, Haunted Mansion. and It's a small world uh, as well. It's a, and it's a small, it's a small world. Small and I guess, do, wait, do they do the Jingle Cruise in Disney World? They, they do. do. We don't anymore. We don't. Oh, okay. So that would be the closest thing they oh, yeah, have the only to overlay an overlay. Do. But, I mean, that's not really, I guess it's an overlay. So, I don't know. I feel like there might be uh, kind of a clamoring for it out there because we've had it here for so long. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that would work for the mansion out there?
2: I think it'd be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I know it's probably not going to be the most popular choice. But I think it'd be pretty cool to see a change or an overlay over at the Haunted Mansion. Um, especially seeing what they have technology wise, what they could do.
4: Mhm, mhm.
2: I'm, I'm game for it.
4: So, what would the story be though? Like, who, whose house would you be going through? That, that's, yeah, that's the part that would confuse weird. me. Like, would you be going through, um, you know, a, a, a specific person's house, or would they make it look like you're not in a house at all? Like that, that to me would be the the confusing part. I think if you want to put a story to
1: it, the most obvious one is you are trying to get away from De La Cruz and you're trying to make it back to the world of the living. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, honestly, that's the only thing that would make sense to me, that you cross into the world of the dead and that you're somehow in all of these rooms you're trying to find him get a blessing from one of your family members and each of them pops up at random times trying to give you the blessing but the doom is just kind of scooting you away at that right point. right and, oh, hmm. okay in his mansion.
2: and then maybe when you <laughs> go down into
4: yeah. the graveyard scene like <laughs> you're like going through a whole thing of marigolds or something and you end up in that yeah. graveyard where you see like the living and the dead cuz it's the day of the dead may okay i can see that that could work i do you think they can actually pull it off to where it seems like they're not just sticking characters into the mansion that it feels like a new environment because i feel like they they just pull that off here with nightmare like they add just enough to where it feels like okay this could exist in the world of nightmare before christmas with coco i mean i feel like they'd have to do quite a bit in order to make it Feel yeah. like it's not just characters that are visiting this foreign place. You know what I mean?
1: That's funny because you said that you feel like they just did enough to make you feel like it. I've never felt like that. I just felt like the story behind Jack invading the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. just kind of sticks out to me. And sure. so I feel like it's not Halloween Town, it's the Haunted Mansion. With some characters from Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I've I've never felt like that. But you're absolutely right. If they ever did this in the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. They would have to work five times harder to add enough animatronics and enough theming. And just enough decorations to really pull off and immerse you in the world that they created for Coco. Mm
4: -hmm. See with the Nightmare story and our Haunted Mansion here. I I guess I don't feel like I see it as Jack, like, taking over. I feel like for those months, the story is, like, this is just a place in Halloween Town. Like, I, I guess it's supposed to be him kind of taking over, but I don't know. To me, the mansion just exists in Halloween Town, and it's a ride where we get to see Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but I... For me, it doesn't ever feel like it's a takeover.
1: I mean, I think I, it's in the actual script, isn't it? Is it? Well, yeah, he
2: does wreck the halls. He re- yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah but I, I feel like it's just part the of holes. their
4: planning for the takeover of Christmas, right? Like, it's not actually, like, here that they're taking over. It's just, like, this is how what's happening in Halloween Town as we, you know, make our plans and put together our toys and all the things they do in the movie to take over Christmas, you know, I don't, I don't feel like it's in Christmastown at all. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm totally misinterpreting it. I forgive you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's kind of beside the point, though. Like, I, ultimately, for both of these ideas, like, you know, if they put the time and effort into it, I believe Imagineering could pull this off as a cocoa oh, overlay definitely. in Disney World. I, You know, they have wowed me for... My entire life at this point. So I have faith in Imagineering. They're amazing. However, I've always felt that Nightmare Before Christmas should just have its own attraction. Its own permanent attraction. And I feel the exact same way about Coco. I think that movie has so much attraction potential in it that I would love an attraction based on Coco. Whatever it would be. So... I'm half interested in overlays, you know, as a concept. I think it's it's an okay concept. But I'd rather them develop an actual attraction for Coco. You know, I know that we also talked about a rumor many months ago about them uh, inserting Coco into the Mexico Pavilion and that attraction right. in Epcot. But, you know, that seems to have fallen by the wayside. I don't totally know why because that's the perfect place for it to be. But, you know, they have the the three caballeros there, and I guess they don't want to just boot them right out. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But I, I feel like Coco, man, Coco should have an attraction.
0: That I agree with. I definitely with. agree.
4: But in the Mexico
1: Pavilion, they ended up putting up the ofrenda. So you were mm-hmm. able to go and yeah, actually see some visual effects where you would see some of, like, apparitions almost.
3: Yeah. The sea ghosts.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. But we could just totally do so much better with a full attraction. I mean, I don't know for certain if there is space in Mm -hmm. Epcot for that in Mexico. But like Gavin said, it's the perfect spot to have it. It just, to me, it doesn't really make sense in Magic Kingdom, even as just a holiday overlay. But, you know, only time will tell. Mm-hmm. If this is actually a, a true rumor or not, or if we'll actually get a full-fledged attraction in Epcot.
3: Mm-hmm. What, what's behind Mexico right now?
0: Kind of like Test Track. They kind of butt up against each other-ish. Mm. So,
3: I mean, if they're going to be throwing in a Ratatouille ride attraction behind France, then maybe there's some room behind Mexico. If Disneyland
2: could do it, they could do it. We got no space. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> We're
3: just gonna build above. <laughs> We're, just <laughs> We're just gonna take go an up. elevator up. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: But I mean, as much as I love the Grand Fiesta Tour featuring the three Caballeros,
3: yes, awesome.
0: I <laughs> close your ears, babe. <laughs> no, I really enjoy it, and I love that they yeah. finally brought the actual animatronics for the three Caballeros. It's just I feel like that attraction could use a little more love. Mm -hmm. Even though I love it now, it could just use Mm -hmm. a little... PJ is, like, (laughs) giving me the glance. I'm I'm telling you, I love that attraction. I really do. And there's hardly ever a wait for it, Mm -hmm. which is totally awesome as well.
3: It's like the Little Mermaid of here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right.
4: I remember... I love,
0: I love it. I just, yeah.
4: Yeah, I remember when I went as a little kid, that was one of my favorite pavilions. I, I really loved the, that whole environment they created in there. I think it's really neat. But I think, yeah, again, I think they could plus it to a, an entirely new level if they were to make it a cocoa theme. And I think that could it go needs- throughout the entire thing. And they could like ramp it up during the fall when it's leading up to that whole season um, but, you know, they could also do that as part of the the Halloween parties that they do, you know, maybe make Coco one of the main uh, ideas for those parties as far as, you know, if, uh, leading the parades or, you know, having kind of a Coco themed music festival or something it could be a part of the, the fall and Halloween festivities.
0: That'd be really cool if they had... Like a dance party where you go to ornesto de la Cruz's, like oh
4: (gasps) man, yes, penthouse or whatever, yes, because they
0: have different like dance parties throughout Magic Kingdom. So that'd be cool if they did that. Do that instead of the overlay. Yes, good idea. Totally agree.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Obviously,
0: you know where I stand on the overlay. Honestly, (laughs) whatever Disney does, I'm sure it'll be great.
4: Eventually, we have to become like consultants for blue sky sessions for Imagineering (laughs) because we come up with gold week after week on this show.
1: Yeah, I mean if you got imagineering if you guys, guys want to get a hold of me for this just hazen at podcateerscom <laughs> just throwing it out there send me an email we'll we'll talk yes or mail
3: at pocketeerscom <laughs> <Disney for two laughs> at pocketeers and then Gavin he has a gmail
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, a uh, you know, buying it back to there. the west coast yeah <laughs> Bringing it back to the West Coast, guys, uh, this whole keeping with Coco, what if we didn't do an overlay? Like you guys are saying, what if we had a whole attraction? Would you care if it was full-blown dark ride status or knowing the technology that we have now in Hong Kong with the Iron Man experience, Mm -hmm. would you be cool with seeing... A, kind of like a star tours like experience where you're going through the de la cruz's mansion or through the world you know that they go through flying on an alebrije and then we just put it in the back in stage 19 in that area that nobody's using for anything right now
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. kind of Whereas a
1: stage 19 where black panther is kind of a flight of passage, passage oh, kind of thing
2: 20 something towards the back
1: yeah, I'm thinking right behind where they have, um, right where the Buzz Wings wall is.
2: Yes. 29. Yeah. So
1: that, is that 29?
2: I think it's 29. Well, Old regardless Holly of what nine. number it
1: is. Yeah, that back one. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think it. it could be repurposed to do, yeah, exactly, like a Flight of Passage type mm-hmm, ride mm-hmm. where you're riding on the back of an Alabrije. And man, that would just be a phenomenal experience.
2: That would be
1: fun yep can it be Pepita Oh be that'd cool? be amazing Sure. <laughs> I want to write on the back of Dante heck yeah
5: oh. <laughs> He can but barely he keep himself up
4: <laughs> yeah that's true I, I think that would be incredible i I could go either way with it i you know I would love to see uh contemporary animatronic characters, but right. I could also see like a some sort of a flying simulation three d Type of a ride like we're talking about and i think that would be super sweet i mean i could even see them doing something with the void where it's just like an adventure in the land of the dead you know with yeah uh, you know vr or ar or whatever it is some sort of bending of reality and uh and having some sort of an adventure there where you're trying to get back you know try to you know acquire that blessing to get back to the land of the living yeah. You know, I I think they could do a number of things. I just feel like it's it's such a viable entity. And I feel like people would want to explore in that universe so much more. And I hope they don't do a sequel. I just want an attraction. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no sequels needed. Yeah,
4: we're... It's just
3: going to be Miguel's concert.
4: That's <laughs> <laughs> And even if they did a stage show, I think they could do something amazing with that, you know. I, I I don't know. I, I feel like there's I, I hope there's something being developed for Coco. I think if it was
3: going to be a Coco attraction, I'm not big on like star tours, you know, the whole 3d thing just because motion sickness, hmm. but I like the dark rides because it feels like you're really part of it. Yeah. I mean, even, um, what is it? Flight of passage. Like, yeah. You feel like you're there, but it's, Nothing like seeing a dark ride, you know. Mm-hmm. I was thinking if it would be um, more like Peter Pan, so you're flying through it and you can see different scenes, because mm-hmm. then it's slow slow enough where you could hear all the different music, you know, so you could appreciate that. But then um, all the different colors, especially like the black light colors when they're when they yes. just pop, and then even yeah. ma- maybe like you could get showered through the Mary Gold Bridge, like you're flying oh, under it, and yeah. then like it just. Kind of like confetti or something, um, or even like take the old water uh, water screen from Pirates that they're not using with Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. They could just do that image on there. Sure, so you're like flying through it. But I, for me, I would love a dark ride rather than a 3D ride. Yeah. Or if it's like what's the the River Adventure, uh, Navi River the Journey, Navi River Journey, where mm-hmm. you see kind of. It's not 3D, but you see, like, you know, LCD screens mm-hmm. and then, yeah. you know, stuff in your face. So, it's a little bit of both, yeah. maybe. Well, what's cool, That's actually a good, good But I idea. think, for yeah. me, it would be the music that's driving it because... Sure. I think that that's what caught me is the music. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. I love your idea, <laughs> though, because I in the movie itself, uh, when you're in The Land of the Dead, they have several, like, suspended monorail, like hanging tram kind of uh transportation systems so you could be boarding one of those kind of like you board a ship for peter pan's flight and yeah just kind of travel through the land of the dead that way and that could be amazing and i just my mind goes crazy thinking of ideas for what they could do for the queue so it's like as you enter the queue you're making the transition to the land of the dead i think it'd be incredible
3: That'd be cool if they scan your picture and they're like, oh,
4: yes! you have a picture. Yeah, exactly. On a friend yes! uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of cool. like in Star Tours when they're doing that scan of everybody. Yeah, exactly. Except that'd everybody cool. looks like a Pixar skeleton. Ah! <laughs> or, that'd be Imagineering, cool. listen. <laughs> dude. Or, as you're walking by
1: a specific area, like you put your hand up and it projects like a skeleton hand on, on you. Yes. That would be amazing. Yes.
2: Please on everything. <laughs> what? Make uh. it happen.
1: Why would you want skeleton hands all over your body?
2: <laughs> but still, the technology—it's there. It'd be cool. Yep. Yeah. That and would also, be cool. I would like to smell the marigolds.
1: Mm. So. That'd be cool, too. Oh, and then at the end, we can use the technology from Memento Mori to turn you into a portrait to turn you into one of the skeletons from Coco.
2: 100%.
1: A sugar skull. Oh, yes. man. Oh, my yes. gosh. Are and we writing the
3: this down? At end of the attraction, they give you a Coco Churro. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh coco
3: Churro Bites for everyone. Oh,
5: man. Because they
3: offer they offer food at the Ofrenda, right? Yeah, so. That's true. Yes. Yeah.
2: You select what drink and what food. Yeah,
1: you, you can go. drink it with a cup of beer. Coco. <laughs> oh, beer. beer. That tastes like uh, cocoa.
4: Actually, it'd be, it'd be cerveza. Cerveza. Uh, ah,
0: yeah. yeah. Coco <laughs> cerveza. <laughs> oh, said that.
4: But for the grown-ups, you get a I shot mean, of tequila.
3: Look,
1: <laughs> look There, oh, there are... you go. <laughs> There are chocolate stout beers, okay? That's and they are fantastic. So I am for it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you guys have ideas of how an overlay or a cocoa attraction would work out, leave us a comment. Join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We'd love to hear all of your ideas. What do you think? Would you like to see it as an overlay at the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World? And if you don't, why not? I mean, we have the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay here, and it seems to be working out because they keep doing it before <laughs> Halloween for some reason. I'm not even going to get works. into that conversation. <laughs> it works. But I'm not I'm not for it, by the way. I think it should happen after Halloween. Boo. That's the Cliff Notes version <laughs> of that conversation. So let us know what you guys think in the comments uh, on the blog post, com slash 213, or over on Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter.
0: I was just going to say they have to have the overlay up before Halloween because of the Halloween parties. They start in like September. September. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that, it means but...
1: more
3: money for Disney Hazen.
1: Oh, when well, you put saying. it that way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so they could do all these cool things.
1: God, now I understand what you're saying. No, you I didn't want to say if it there in, was going to be the a the narrow terms for me. <laughs>
3: If they did have an overlay at Haunted Mansion, the only idea I thought of was if you're following Dante or Miguel is chasing Dante, you know, into the world of the dead. So you see him popping up everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, flying around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I like that that
1: idea. idea Yeah, Yeah.
2: I like it.
1: Uh, Speaking of Pixar movies, guys, uh, it looks like Pixar is feeling quite incredible twice. (laughs) Heck yeah! Because <laughs> <As> *Incredibles 2* <laughs> is now the highest PG animated film of
4: all time. Yeah. It's not just PG animated; PG film. Like, it's the highest-grossing really? PG film in the US of all time, and it's the highest-grossing animated film. Really? Wow. both That's of those, incredible. Both of those distinctions. Yes. Oh
0: my yeah. gosh! So, That's...
4: well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's gonna like it's it's currently well over. Half a billion uh, domestically, and it's approaching 900 million uh, globally. Jeez. So yeah. it's, it's huge. It's still not frozen huge. So keep buying tickets, <laughs> everybody.
1: But, yeah, it's crazy.
4: Uh, we still need to watch it again. Yeah, I do too. I do too.
1: Yeah. Field I mean- trip. 2018 has just been a phenomenal year for Disney at the box office. Mm-hmm. In 2018, they hold three of the highest grossing films domestically. They had Black Panther which holds just under $700 million, mm-hmm. Infinity War which holds just under 676 million, and of course Incredibles 2 at
4: 536. I mean they are literally they are printing money at this point, guys. Yep. They got some yep. some big ones coming up too. I think Mary Poppins Returns is going to be a big one for sure. Christopher Robin Christopher Robin might yeah. be a surprise. Weeks. I think that one might be a surprise hit. I think it's going to it's going to pack a punch.
2: Take tissues. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember watching uh,
1: the teasers and like the posters and some info for Christopher Robin and just thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a really cool like Finding Neverland type movie or something." And I still kind of feel like that, but having the element of the the characters and hearing Pooh talk for the first time, mm-hmm. oh, my heart melted, and I was just <laughs> ready to watch it. Yeah, 100%. When
0: does that come out again? August yeah. 3rd.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah. So we're looking Robbins like, what, August two, three, three weeks? About two wow. weeks, yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm excited for that one.
3: Oh, and we still have Wreck-It Ralph this year. <clears throat> oh, oh, my gosh, yeah. yes.
4: I forgot about that. Shame on me.
3: The Nutcracker, is that next year or is that this year? That's this This year. year. I think it's this year. Oh, wow. We saw the preview for that. What movie was that? We saw the preview.
2: Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp.
3: That's right.
0: There you go. Thank you.
3: (laughs) And that that totally looks different than what I was imagining they would go with.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, Wreck-It Ralph.
5: Can't
2: wait for (laughs) that one,
1: too. (laughs) I think they ended up dropping the Wreck-It Ralph portion of it. And I think it's just Ralph breaks the internet now. I think so. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that helps out with because I think people
4: will always see it as a sequel. Well, it is a sequel, but but I think maybe psychologically they're trying to avoid the sequel burnout that a lot of people are feeling right now. Maybe. It's like when you change something from $10 to $9.99. More people buy it because they think $9 and not $10. Is that how it works? <laughs>
1: hmm. Well, then if guess? that's the case, all of our Team Boat Willy pins that we are selling to support chalk are now, instead of $20, they are nineteen ninety nine. Perfect. <laughs> oh, they're flying off the shelves. Look at them go. <laughs> Woo! We only and... got two left. There's
3: only two left.
0: Oh, we got a caller. <laughs> online too
1: uh-huh, I want one of them teamboat boat Willie pins
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they talk uh, like that
4: you calling from Alabama sir
1: <laughs> uh, damn sure straight I am sure <laughs> wow, or sounded, ma'am
0: uh, <laughs> that,
1: that guy sounded um interesting Interesting. Oh, <laughs> sir or ma'am. Sir, sir or ma'am. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. Uh, but all kidding aside, uh, quick sidebar to the conversation. Uh, as you guys know, we are trying to raise money for Chalk. One of the best ways to donate to our Chalk fundraiser is by going to ChalkWalk.org slash TeamBoatWilly. Willie. All of the information on how you can donate will be located on our on the blog post for this episode at podcuteers.com slash uh, 213. We each have our own fundraising pages as well, so we could put links to those. And if you want to donate to any one of us individually, you're welcome to do so. But if you want a little something as a part of your donation, we are pre-ordering Team Boat Willie pins. So this is something that we've never done before. It's a it's a one and a half inch enamel pin. It's $20 to pre-order uh, for a specific amount of people. You can use the code Chalkwalk, the coupon code Chalkwalk, to get $5 off the purchase. Proceeds from the sales of these pins will go towards our Team Boat Willie fundraiser in an effort to raise $5,000 for Chalk this year. That's about how much we raise our first year out. So we're just trying to match what we did the first year uh gavin there's a lot riding on your shoulders on this one man because you're the newbie i know i'm the rookie here i'm I'm
4: trying to pull my weight i mean do we have to run you through disneyland and do some training and stuff like that i I think i might need to do that (laughs) i think i might need to to get down there and uh you know really just put in the time put in the effort you know take it one step at a time and just uh you know just get in the game ready to go all right I think we're gonna start up a
1: training regiment for you, man. All
4: right, let's do it. I've done
1: this for just about a, a dozen, baker's dozen years, so I, I can I can help you through it, man.
4: All right, I, I'm looking for a good good mentor, good coach.
2: And we'll be there on the sidelines, cheering you on, <laughs> throwing some confetti and whatnot. <laughs> Little cups of Gatorade. Nice. <laughs>
1: Get in the game, Rock. Dun, dun. We're gonna make this He's happen. He's got churros in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> Doing curls, so, like weights, oh, curls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Tricky bites legs. out of each one.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. Gavin's like, ah, I can't do it. Can't do it. Just take a sip of the sippy cup.
1: <laughs> 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 I need a boot beer float. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, for more information on how you can pre-order or donate, again, pockettears slash two one three for more information.
3: Can you let the listeners know what chalk means? Oh yeah, because we always hear chalk walk, chalk walk, but I don't know. Maybe some listeners are going. They're raising five thousand dollars for some chalk.
2: <laughs> for, I'm not writing so chalk. Okay,
1: sidewalk art.
2: Sidewalk <laughs> chalk.
1: know yeah, that's yeah. We could do that. Uh, so Chalk is the Children's Hospital of Orange County, and uh, it's a very large hospital uh, filled with many amazing people that help a lot of children in need here in Southern California. I don't think they have any other branches. I think just Chalk uh, here, the Children's Hospital of Orange County, is their only like real location. Uh, and I think some of you that have been listening for some time know that we've been doing it. My wife and I have been doing this for just about 12 years. I know uh, we've had listeners that have done it as well with other teams. Last year was our first year out as Team Boat Willie, and now we're we're going out for our second run for chalk. And no, it's not chalk like sidewalk chalk to make a drawing (laughs) on the side of the street. It is CHOC, Children's Hospital of Orange County. So... Uh, Since we're on the topic of cartoons and stuff, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I thought was a little sad. Disney Toon Studios closed down, and Mm -hmm. this made uh, a little bit of big news for some people. On June 28th, I think, was the official closing date Mm -hmm. of Disney Toon Studios. Disney Toon Studios started off as Disney Movie Toons, and they've been around since April of 1990. They primarily produce a lot of stuff that would go directly to DVD, and they made uh, a lot of the side Disney animation projects, including one of my favorite cartoon movies of all time, DuckTales the Movie, Treasure of the
4: Lost Lamp. Totally awesome. That was their first feature film they created. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Since then, they've created... Uh, A lot of other films that, especially this generation, is a lot more familiar with, Uh, they produce, I think, 47 films in total, including some of the Tinkerbell movies, The Legend of the Never Beast and stuff like that. So, I mean, the saddest part to me about this closing down really, I think, is the animators that are going to be losing their job. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I agree. How many? There, there were 75 employees yeah. uh, at the studio at the time that they decided to shut it down. And it ha- is still unclear whether or not those people, any of them are going to be absorbed into other departments or businesses within the Disney uh, studio network. So hopefully they will be, Um, you know, I know that there are lots of other animation studios and hopefully they find work, but it is sad because it, it is the loss of a studio that's putting out animated content. And I'm super passionate about animated things and especially Disney animated things. So I'm sad to see it go. They they've created over the years, a lot of things that I really liked. You know, Hazen mentioned the DuckTales movie, I'm a big fan of the Planes franchise. You know, everybody knows I'm big on the car cards universe. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, look, whatever, man. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I was pleasantly surprised by Planes. I thought it was it was decent, and then when they did Planes Fire and Rescue. That is a freaking good movie. Like, I, oh, I never saw it. Oh, my gosh. It is so good. Like, I, like if you're including the Planes movies in the Cars universe, like, it's better than Cars 2, which I know to some people isn't saying much. But, I mean, it's really good. It has so much heart. And there's some, some action and some tenseness to it. And I, I think it's an amazing movie. Who
1: played the main protagonist in Planes 2, in Fire and Rescue? Dane
4: Cook. It's the same, Ugh. Dusty Crop yeah, is the same. Come on, ah, uh, it's that's the his same best old Mater so far argument. Where people that don't like Larry <laughs> the Cable Guy don't like Mater, and it's not the same thing at all.
2: we're kind of missing one of the greatest movies that came out of this—a Goofy movie.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. See that? That—that's. I didn't, know, that was, that I, I didn't know
2: either until I looked yeah, it up. I'm like, Oh, yeah. That's pretty interesting, but sad to know that these. This was one of the films along with the DuckTales that, you know, everyone grew up with. It's kind of sad. See, I think... We would have no power line.
4: It's really interesting, though, that for most of its existence, it was really just the studio that put out the sequels, the, like... Straight to home video sequels for the feature yeah. films, right? And Was that's it Lilo the, and Stitch,
3: and yeah, all the like,
4: sequels, like Leroy the Aladdin sequels, the Lion King sequels, like Pocahontas, right? Pocahontas. Yeah. They did mm-hmm. Bambi two, Jungle Book two, like all of those were put out by this studio, and you know, not all of those are the greatest quality, and and I think that's why uh, a lot of people kind of think of it as a lesser studio. But, you know, it was under John Lasseter's tenure that they really started cranking out these new profitable franchises like the Pixie Hollow series and Mm -hmm. uh, the Plains movies, which several of those from both of those franchises were released in theaters. So it had become a really viable entity for, you know, movie production. And so it, it, it is surprising that it's being shuttered as they you know, rework the, the studio heads right now. Uh, but I'm hopeful that this kind of work will be continued because I think it was a, there was a lot of creativity coming out of it. And, you know, hopefully they'll, maybe they'll create a new studio that will continue on this tradition. I'm not sure.
1: I just don't understand why it makes sense to create a new studio to continue that tradition when they could have just tweaked the existing one to do the same thing, right? Because I think one of the articles uh, that I had read stated that the reason that they're closing it down was because the viewing patterns of children uh, and some adults that like to watch these films was really changing, and they weren't really purchasing DVDs and Blu-rays anymore. Mm -hmm. They were primarily streaming. And a lot of these films that came from this studio are the ones that were currently available like on netflix for instance right you didn't have like the big major motion pictures but you had all these other you know side versions or the the you know what i mean these side tales so i i'm still unclear as to why they just didn't decide to just tweak how it was working you know to continue forward like I said, I think the saddest part that comes from this is just all of the employees and the animators that are losing their jobs over this. But I, I really do hope that they end up getting some kind of work uh, in one of the other studios because you still have Pixar. You still have Disney animation. You know, they, they are the larger versions of these. But yeah, I just it, it seems weird to close
4: it, to reopen it as something else. Yeah, I agree with that. And and I I read the same thing about, you know, how people are consuming content. And that's that's true of all categories really. But I mean, the fact remains you still need to create content even if it's streaming. So, yeah, it is strange to me that they would close it and you know, I just said that I I hope they, you know, consider opening a new studio just because I feel like there is value to having a third studio that's um, producing and creating and thinking about things on the level that Disney Toon studios was, as far as sequels or, you know, smaller level franchises that can be, you know, produced cheaper and it would actually be perfect for streaming. So, you know, again, I, I um, second your notion that it is unfortunate for the people that, uh, are out of work right now, and hopefully they can be absorbed somewhere.
1: Plus, I think there's another benefit to having that third studio, Gavin. What do you guys think about this? That a lot of the animators that go to Pixar or to Disney Animation are graduates from Cal Arts mm-hmm. because Cal Arts was specifically set up, you know, to have that Disney culture ingrained uh, in animators that were up and coming. But I think having a third studio like disney uh the disney Toon studios gives people the ability that didn't go through the cal art system uh the ability to learn that disney culture and kind Mm -hmm. of you know uh sharpen their chops as they say to to know how a disney film is made to workshop new techniques and you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's really bringing them into that culture that they didn't grow up with as an artist
4: yeah, I think that plays to the the kind of the reputation that the Disney Tunes studio had over the years is that it was almost seen as like the JV team, you know, getting getting practice, getting to mm-hmm. experience creating films. And it was a good place for them to do that. I don't know how much of that is actually true. And, you know, but that was kind of the reputation or the the thoughts uh, behind it. And. I agree. I think it's a great vehicle for getting people experience, you know, kind of like what Pixar does with their shorts, you know, that that allows a lot of the young animators and directors and producers a chance to create something, you know, on a smaller scale that prepares them for bigger things. And, you know, maybe Disney will kind of ramp up their shorts program to be more like what Pixar does. And maybe that's kind of where this goes. I don't know. But I agree. I I think, I I do think there's a place for this for a third studio for Disney, and we'll see what happens. What do
1: you guys think of the possibility of? Well, you know what? Before I even ask that, do you know if
4: Fox has anything like this? Um, I mean, Fox works with several smaller studios.
1: Um, because I'm wondering if part of the reason they're closing it is since they're getting close to. Uh, you know, pending this whole deal. I think the Disney Fox deal finally reached an antitrust clearing from the DOJ. So if everything goes through, they may own Fox by summer of 2019. I see. So if Fox has something similar, Mm -hmm. then maybe that's part of the reason why they're closing it because they're going to begin that culture at the Fox studio and kind of make that,
4: that tier of uh, film production. It makes you wonder if they're only buying Fox to finally get Don Bluth's company back in the Disney family. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting theory. I I think that um, that may play into some of this decision-making, you know, it, it, you know, obviously it coincides with the restructuring and the, the new leadership choices uh, with the stepping down of John Lasseter and the the promotions of, of Pete Docter and Jennifer Lee. Uh, you know, I I think this could very well be signs that those entities are going to be brought into the fold eventually, and, and we'll see. Uh, you know, they're bringing a lot of animation technology and know-how with them because they've put out a lot of amazing work. So... That's kind of exciting to think about, actually. Yeah. New Blood. New Blood is good. It would be interesting
1: to see some of the current Disney and Pixar animators that have worked for Fox or with Fox in the past mm-hmm. kind of rekindle that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, for instance, we're just talking about Incredibles 2. Like, not a lot of people know that Brad Bird got his start working on The Simpsons and working with Klasky Chupo. Mm -hmm. And considering that he was a consultant for so many years on those series, he kind of knows what it takes to get that type of animation and that type of series, you know, and that niche type of animation, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what Disney's bringing into the fold and they're going to start kind of folding into I don't know it's it's a really interesting dynamic that they're starting to build
4: yeah, i I agree. Uh, I think it's you know we kind of started this conversation on a on a bit of a downer, you know, with the closing of the studio and the laying off of people. But this idea kind of uh, allows for the idea of a glimmer of hope and uh, you know some interesting things possibly on the horizon. yeah, yeah. I mean anytime I we have the possibility of more animation, I'm excited. I concur.
5: We'll yeah.
1: All right, guys. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week on that positive note. <laughs> so before we wrap up, a couple things we just want to remind you guys of. Again, Chalkwalk, we are officially signed up. We'd love to have you guys there. Head on over to pocketeerscom slash 213 for more information. That is the blog post for this episode. Or just click on the Team Boat Willie page up on the – Up at the top of the page, you'll find more information on how you can sign up, how you can donate, Uh, you know, passing around the link uh, through social media and helping us get donations is also an awesome way to help us out. So if you have the opportunity, please help us spread those links around. If you want to help us out directly, the best way to do that is by becoming a fairy godparent of our podcast. We like to call them our Fairy Godparents, but they like to call themselves the FGP Squad. You can give as little or as much as you want monthly, but for a $5 contribution, you do get the exclusive Fairy Godparent button for your support. And our love and devotion, and a little heart symbol. I mean, all that stuff. If you see <laughs> us in the parks, we'll also give you a hug. It's up to you. I mean, <laughs> if you want it. If you don't, I mean... It is what it is. But to all of our current fairy godparents, we would love to thank you for your support. Another great way to help us out is if you shop on Amazon, head on over to podcateers.com slash Amazon before your next purchase. Click on the huge Amazon button on that page, which takes up the whole page. Like if you're on a mobile device, it seems to shrink down, which looks kind of weird. But if you look at it on your browser, it's huge.
4: (laughs) It's huge. Trust me. Ginormous
1: ginormous exactly click on that button before your next purchase you'll be taken over to amazon with our special link and anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission as a thank you from amazon because we mentioned them on this podcast and to everyone that's taking a few extra clicks before they make the purchase we just want to thank you guys for that support as well all right guys anything else before we wrap up for today happy birthday
0: disneyland Happy birthday. Should
1: we sing happy birthday to Disneyland? We can. Let's sing happy birthday to Disneyland. Ready?
4: Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh,
1: rubber baby bucky bumper. <laughs> Here we go. Happy, happy, birthday birthday to to you. You. happy birthday to you. Happy
5: birthday to you. Happy birthday dear Disneyland!
2: (laughs) Yay! Happy Happy birthday
0: birthday to you you. Why are you
1: You're 63
3: (laughs) Why don't you do the Jungle Cruise version uh, this is your birthday song oh it isn't very long
0: it isn't very long it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome we could <laughs>
3: that's okay we're a one and done type of team <laughs>
1: <laughs> so here we go until next week here is to be cheers and Mickey ears have a fantastic week everyone Bye-bye. bye 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 ta
3: ta for now